I was upset. I didn't think I had what it takes. It took a while to admit anything was wrong. Diet and exercise sounded intimidating. But small, easy goals made it easy to start. Every situation is different. There are many paths to victory, but the end goal is all the same. This is the Weight Loss Podcast with Matt and Courtney, a couple who committed to a strategy and lost a combined 100 kilograms. When it comes to weight loss, you don't just need encouragement, you need a strategy. Hello and welcome to the Weight Loss Podcast. My name always is <laughs> and always will be Matt. I thought you paused for a second there, like I was like... Why are you saying your name? <laughs> we just started recording and you're killing my flow. Sorry. What are you doing? Sorry, do it Who again. are you anyway? Do it again. Start again. Hello, I'm Matt. Hello, I'm Courtney. And we are here today to discuss what has to be the question that we get asked the most. I know for me in my career, it's the question I have been asked the most. How long will it take me to lose weight? Big one. I would say that that would be number one in the questions we get asked the most. Ranking, the ranking scale. The, the, the power index. Uh, number three, the third most asked question would be, what should I eat for breakfast? Yeah. The second most asked question is, how many times a week should I exercise? And yeah. that, by the way, that could be a good podcast by itself. Yes. So well, that both of those, I think, will be for another day since yes. they are the top... Uh, they are in the top three. But the number one question, without doubt, is how long will it take me to lose weight? So we are here today to help you answer that question yourself. So we're going to go through what this actually means, why it can be so hard for people, how it can actually be easier than you think to answer this question. With the, We'll take you guys through the process that we employ with our own clients. And then we'll also give our own personal experience on how we deal with it because it is a very tough question mm. so yes. courtney you told well, me it's tough it's tough and it's not tough at the same time i think well, i think in a lot of people's minds it's a hard question and on the surface it can seem like a hard question and we, we've said it before like it's a hard question to answer but we know the steps to take to make it a really easy question to answer yeah we're going to illustrate that yes. let's back it up a step why is it difficult for most people to answer this question and why is it a challenge? I think it's hard for most people to answer this question because instead of looking at the factors involved to answer the question, they're looking at they're looking at just the number at the end. So they're not looking at the process to get to the answer. They're What's just the, What do you mean number? The number of days, the number of months, the number of years it's going to take. I think people are too focused. The number of kilos. Too focused on the result, the answer of the question, and not on the process to get to the question, and that's Ooh. that's what makes it difficult that in is, my mind. That, that is deep. You like that deep. That is deep, <laughs> but that is also, I think, fairly yeah. spot on. It's uh, it's 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 a sort of question where you say, "Hey, how long will it take me to lose weight?" And in in your mind, automatically, for most people, flashes numbers like. 12 weeks, 28 days, 6 months, 12 months. These are the sort of answers that are flashing in your mind instead of thinking, well, how am I going to figure that out? So I think that's what where the difficult part comes from for most people. It's also fair because it is a results-oriented 
world and especially in this day and age we want everything five minutes ago mm. you mean i have to take i have to work and this takes time no i don't want that i want it now yeah so i can understand that because i've been there as well as have you oh absolutely it can be a very frustrating thing that i think as well is actually sort of wood is thrown under the fire by the industry that we work in because there are many, many, many people out there happy to take our money offering us a seven-day shred or a 28-day detox Mm. or even a 12-week program with the promise or the illusion of the promise that this is all it's going to take. Like, hey, Mary, you've been 40 kilos overweight for the last 25 years. It's okay. Just do my 28-day detox and you'll be fine. No. Yeah. In a word, no. But the misleading thing is if you asked a lot of those people that come up with these 28 days or these seven days or these 12-week things, is it actually going to take that long to get the result I want? If you if you sat them down and asked them, even they know that it's not going to happen. But it's the way that they market and they sell their product is the way that they get their product out there. Well, it's effective selling, that's for sure. Realistically, and it's not just the people, I don't blame just the people selling the product because it's the culture that we live in that's also the issue because to be honest with you, if you see something, if you see a book on the bookshelf that that says 28 days uh, meal plan, you know, 28 days to success, are you going to pick that one up or are you going to pick up the one that says 12 months of hard work to success? Well, you know what? No, you're not going to pick up that one. I do blame the people that are selling these things because it's just making a quick buck. And I understand that we all need to put food on the table and pay our bills. But when you're dealing with a topic that is very personal Mm. and emotional to people because if you don't like what you see in the mirror and you want to change, that's a that's an exposed nerve. I I get that it's their fault as well. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's not their. They're not cashing in on it. But I think it's both. I think it's it's th- these days. It's our love for quick fixes that drives that fuels the industry of quick fixes, and it just fuels the misleading nature. And then it just it just flows on from there. So what we're saying is. Our industry's crap. Yeah. Basically, our industry, I do agree with you on that one, is incredibly misleading when it comes to this issue and it does cloud the whole problem. Yeah, it does. Uh, it, it sets people's expectations off on the wrong foot because let's use a bit of common sense here. If someone has been overweight for the last 25 years and has been rather sedentary sitting on the couch, guess what, love? 12 weeks ain't going to do it. No. No chance. No. I mean, believe 28 me. 28 days isn't going to no, do it. Not, not even close. And be- <laughs> believe me, I would like to be able to say to someone, yes, mm. we can have you looking incredible in the best shape of your life in 28 days, but that would make me a liar. Yeah. yeah. Make us all or a millionaire. <laughs> well, if we could do it, we'd be a millionaire. <laughs> uh, we'd be retired living on the moon somewhere, <laughs> but that's not the way things work at the moment. No. So I think this issue is really exacerbated by our industry's prevalence for pushing the quick fixes, which appeals to people's desperation. And I can't blame people for taking up these options because, hey, 
I would do it if, uh, if it worked. You're right. You, you are. I'd do it. Yeah, 100% right on that. It is feeding on the people's desperation. And because because the industry is so clouded. There's it, a lot of noise. There's a lot of noise. And it just makes people more and more desperate. So today we are going to help to clear up this noise because yes. we like clarity. We do like clarity. And, and we like focus. And we don't and like noise. we like direction. No, we don't like noise. Noise is bad. Noise is confusion. Yes. Noise makes things harder than it needs to be. So... In terms of why this is a hard thing for people, it is an issue that's built upon by our industry combined with the fact that they just don't know. Yes. It's just inexperience, and that's okay, which is where I think there's an obligation for people like us that have done it ourselves personally and have done it with many other people professionally. I think it's time to set Speaker. the record straight, mm. to clear the air, insert cliche here, mm. but let's just give people the straight dope the real information, let's just get down with this. Dope. Hey, look, we're going all in. We were being so serious for a second. We're going, we're going all in on this. No, but I do agree with you. We do, I do like that. We do, we do often feel that we have an obligation to pass a lot of this stuff on. And, then, and that's really where this podcast came from in the first place. It was us feeling like we had an obligation to pass all of this information on because the industry is so clouded and so noisy. You are really going deep today. Oh, I'm on wow. So back to what I was saying in terms of why people think that this is a really hard question to answer, which is they're focusing on the answer and not how to get to the answer. I agree because people know, okay, I've got a goal. Let's say my goal is, let's look at me. My yes. goal is to lose a large amount of weight. My goal is to reverse diabetes, my goal is to just be a new version of me. I'm going to then focus on the outcome, but not focus on what I actually have to do to make that outcome come, right. so to speak. So it's easy to focus on the end result, not the actual work it takes to get there. Yes. Are you, are you okay? Yes, I'm fine. You want to talk? Yes. So I ask you then, what are the steps that we go through with clients in terms of answering this question? So this mm -hmm. is this is the what I'm talking about in terms of the process of getting to the answer, not focusing on the number. All right. So let's go through if if I'm a client, you're my trainer, which you have been. Yes. I'm coming in to see you and I'm sitting down next to you in front of you talking about what the training's going to involve, what I'm going to need to do. And yes, the first question I have is, how long is this going to take? Okay, so if you guys out there listening, there is a process that Courtney and I put all our clients through when they start with us to help us get the answer to this question. And it basically is going to take into account a series of factors that can obviously add up to how long this is going to take. Because it's not the same answer for everyone. No, Everyone, everyone has their own individual background and that's also a big part of the picture with this. So factors that we would consider would be obviously age yes. because you know, our bodies do change as we age. Our bodies change physically, externally and internally with the way our metabolisms work. Gender, sadly, is 
an issue. It is generally harder for females than it is for males. That's right, females, ladies. Females generally will take a little bit longer to see and feel a result compared to males. But females tend to be the snowball effect rolling down the mountain. It'll go down slowly and then build up into an avalanche. Mm. So females, after a while, will be changing almost every week. It just takes them a while to get those initial changes. Where often with males, very slow starters, where males tend to be very fast starters, but can plateau rather quickly. So Mm. that's a different story altogether. Mm. Um, So gender? Gender, race actually can be an issue. Uh, if we're, for example, of, let's say, Polynesian, Pacific Islander, Islander descent, that can make things a little bit harder. Not impossible. It just can just be a factor mm. when it comes to time. Diet history. Diet history is a big one. So if you've got someone, let's say they're an overweight person, but they haven't subjected their body to you know, some pretty damaging Diets. We're talking the yo-yo dieting. The yo-yo dieting, the, the starvation, the starvation followed by binging. Yep. If someone has a, a background of not doing that, it can actually help make things happen a bit quicker because there's not a great amount of internal damage to undo. Because all these fantastic U-Butte diets that are available in our industry that will preach, you know, a thousand calories a day, one or two meals a day mm. while over-exercising actually damage our metabolisms. So we need to spend time turning that around, healing the damage that's on the inside before we can heal, so to speak, someone's outside. So we take into account their diet history. If you have a a 40-year-old woman who spent the last 20 years doing yo-yo diets and quick fixes, that's going to make things harder, a bit, a bit to start. harder to start with, a bit more time-consuming. Mm. You also take into account exercise history mm. in terms of what we call their training age. So if someone has been training in the gym consistently for the last, say, three, four, five years, that will help a lot because they can you know, pick up their, pick up their game rather quickly. Just ramp it up. In terms of, yeah, ramping it up. Mm-hmm. Conversely, if someone has been sitting on the couch for the last 10, 15 years, well, guess what? We're starting from scratch. Yeah. Which, yeah. That's fine. That's all fine. It's just going to take a bit of time. Mm. You also factor into account their actual size. So current starting starting body weight basically starting size. So if someone if someone's starting at you know let's say 150 kilos, it may, it's probably going to take them longer to get down under 100 than it would someone at 105 kilos. I mean that's kind of obvious, but yes. it still is a factor. Yeah, it's a factor. Uh, then you've also got things like medical conditions, medical issues. So diabetic. Yes. That can uh, that can play a factor. Whereas um, also that goes along with medical issues that plays a factor is medication. Yeah, medication. Some medications people are on. Can, Antidepressants. Can uh, hinder yep. the process. Hinder, so, but not making possible. Not making possible, but obviously just hinder in terms of time factor. Yep. Then you've got a big one that people tend to overlook being stress. Stressed, yeah, big one. Stress is a major factor. Stress either through work, through your family or relationships it can even be the stress that you put yourself under, mm. pressuring yourself to change. To be perfect, yeah. Or, to, yeah, to not make mistakes. Stress stress can be devastating on the human body. Yeah, extreme and uh, sustained stress yep. episodes. Um, 
can be really bad. And that was one of the big things that you taught me actually as well mm-hmm. was the chemical that's released from stress into Cortisol. the body, yep. which is uh, a, quite a blocker. Yep. So stress levels can play a big, a big factor. As can a person's sleeping patterns. Lack of sleep. Lack of sleep. Uh, sleep is criminally underrated in how effective it is at helping people change their body mm. so they recover from exercise. Uh, the fat burning process is in play when we're asleep. Mm. So the body, obviously, you know, it's obvious that we all need to sleep, but the average person is not going to get enough for what their body would ideally like. So sleep is a factor. And then I think a big one as well is simply the goal that someone is working towards. The What what outcome do you want? What's the desired outcome? Yes. So if you've got a, a young female who's been exercising for a while at, and is relatively conscious about what she eats and all she wants to do is lose that last one dress size, dress, dress size, that yeah. last dress size to really look you know, in mint condition, that's not going to take too long. Mm. But if you've got a female that's been on the couch for the last 10 years and wants to drop eight dress sizes, mm. then we're looking at some serious time. Yeah. Serious time. So these are the factors that we take into account. So I'll use two scenarios here. Let's say you've got 45-year-old mum yes. who's been looking after the kids for the last 15 years, hasn't exercised for 15 to 20 years, mm-hmm. has tried a number of diets here and there, wants to lose you know, four or five dress sizes, doesn't sleep much, mm-hmm. is stressed through her work because she's not happy with the work that she's doing. And the children and... Well, just... the stress of being a mum. Yes. And she wants to lose a good four or five dress sizes. The first thing I'm going to say to her is, well, guess what? We're going to need at least a good 12 months here. At least. At least. Yeah. At least, bare minimum. Mm. So I could sit there and say, yeah, hun, come and do our fantastic 12-week program. You'll be fine. But that would be misleading and false. Where, to be honest with people, you've got to say no. This is going to take due to time. Factors, due, to, a, B, C, due to these, due to these, due to these factors that we're taking into consideration, you're going to need time. And I also suspect that deep down, a woman like this would actually know. You know, to be honest, most people do know deep down. I, I knew deep down when I first met you, and you told me it was going to take me at least twelve months. Mm-hmm. And it's not something you want to hear, but deep down. I think 99% of everybody does know. Well, we also ask people when they come to look to work do, with us, yes. we ask them how long they think it's going to take. How long do you think it's going to take? And very, very rarely do I get or do we get an, an un- unrealistic... Yeah, most, most people know. Yeah. Most people know. But on the flip side of that, let's say you've got a 25-year-old male... Yes. ...who is already in relatively good shape, goes to the gym regularly watches what he eats mm-hmm. and just wants to lose that last four or five kilos of body fat to look really lean, lean and really athletic, that's where I would say, hey, you have a good 12 weeks, then hey, some great results. you're, you're going to be there. Mm. You're going to be there. Mm. So it, it, there, are, there are these factors we take into account, but for the average person, the safe bet when answering the question, how long it's going to take, longer than you'd like. Yeah, that's pre- that's pretty much a, a good way to put it. And we do answer that sometimes with that response where people will say to us, how long it's going to take me to lose weight? And generally the answer is longer than you want it to. And again, I think deep down we all know that that's going to be the answer. We just 
need to hear it from someone else because we don't want to hear it. And yep. I think that if 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 you really wanted to sit down and, and really sort of look at it in a in the sort of perspective of where we're coming from, you can look at those factors that we just that Matt just went through. So they were age, gender, race, diet history, exercise history, your starting weight or size, medical issues or medication you might be taking, stress, sleep, and what your eventual goal is. And can I also add to that, you can also include things like, are they a regular smoker? Smoking is a big one. How often often do they consume alcohol? Mm -hmm. These things are what we call metabolic blockers. They do make things a little bit harder. Now, also, can we just stress that with all these factors we take into account, nothing makes it impossible. Yes. Actually, I take that back. One thing makes it impossible is a person quitting. Yes. Every other factor, even injury, even injury... Injury is not even on our on our sheet as a as a factor because but it is. because it really is a factor. But in 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 with our clients, we don't see it as a factor. You can work around because it. we work with people with injuries all the t- so often that it's crazy. I could probably list for you easy other people that we work with without an existing injury than the people. Oh, without with question, them. with with so, our clients, we have more clients with injuries than without, yeah. and it's a massive ratio. So that's probably why we didn't list it because in our minds we don't see it as a massive factor. But yes, technically it is a factor. But again, just like any of these, re- when you see them, they're not really massive factors. You can work around everything. The only thing you can't work around is a bad attitude. Yeah, well, is your desire to to succeed yep. really? If, if someone wants to change. And let's say you've got someone that smokes, drinks, rarely eats, has a massive diet history, they're 40 kilos overweight, they've got a busted knee, they've got a sore shoulder, they're a type 2 diabetic, that can all be dealt with. Yeah, it can all it can, it can all, all be, be worked around. It can all be worked around. But what you're going to find is, and this is what I learned with my own experience, that the longer you sort of abuse or subject your body to a poor lifestyle there's a price to pay yes for that and the price to pay is how long it's going to take to reverse it yes so you look at me i was really really unhealthy and out of shape for a good 20 years Mm. and it took me two and a half years of really knuckling down and and getting on with it to see a result where it was like hey i look good i look different i feel great People, you know, like it, people don't recognize you exactly. But yeah. but we're talking about two and a half years of just head down, bum up, getting it done. Yeah. Where, as much as I would like to, I would have preferred a fantastic twelve week program. Yeah, but it was two, <laughs> but it was two and a half years. It's a constant yeah. process, and you and know yourself with yeah. what you've been doing. And it's hard, and it sucks. We know it sucks. We'd love to tell you that there was a simpler answer for it, but there's not. So they're, as I said, they're the factors we use. And can I also just mention, I'm sure that for some people listening to this, there's going to be light bulbs going off thinking, oh, I get that. I understand that. There may also be light bulbs going off for you that are saying, oh, this is why it doesn't work the same for everyone. And this is why it didn't happen for me the same as it happened for my friend. And can I also just point out on a separate topic, but it's worth noting, this is why we do not compare ourselves to other people. Ooh, okay. Because 
so many factors go into answering this question that it is so impossible for two people to go through this exactly the same. Well, every journey is different and people have their own different backgrounds and their own factors to take into consideration. They live different lifestyles. They are different in well, so talk, many ways. Let's talk and cheese. So, so what we'll do, we will... We'll move on. Yes, let's, let's talk about let's uh, give tips. people let's let's give people some some sort of tips that they can do at home with this. So, what's some advice that you'd be giving to people that are sort of struggling with with this thought in their head of how long is this going to take me? Well, I think we've got to start with the obvious one, which you mentioned before, which is it's going to take you longer than you want. Yeah. It's going to take you longer than you want, and when you work it out, how long roughly in your mind you think it's going to take you. Add a little bit longer. Yep. That's generally the safe bet. So if you think roughly it's going to take me 12 months, then you say to yourself what Matt did before in his example, it's going to take me at least 12 months because it is generally going to take you longer than you want or that you expect, and that's okay. Well, when you're also looking at change, which is what we're talking about here, we're looking at more than just physical change. We're looking at... Mm internal change emotionally mentally not just wet with our metabolisms no, but changing habits. changing our habits mm. that is the real hard stuff what's, what's the what's the saying with habits changing of habits you've got to do something how many times to change a habit I've got no idea. Oh, there's a saying. Anyway, some people are probably listening to this telling me, but I can't hear. So, cool, cool story. <laughs> but I'll look it up. Well but done. Anyway, well there is a saying that you've got to do you've got to do a new habit so many times to make it actually for your brain to kick in to remember that one habit. Well, even even that, the, any any habit cliches can be dependent on the person. Some habits uh, take a long time to reprogram. So if someone has a habit that's been in their system for 20 years, that's going to take time to reprogram. And I think sometimes with habits, emotional and physical habits for some people take more time. I know for me, emotional habits in terms of emotional eating, in terms of comparing myself to others, these sort of habits have taken me a lot longer to overcome, or I'm still trying to overcome them, than physical habits in terms of physically eating the food, physically doing the exercise, mm. these sort of things. So for some people, those sort of habits um, can affect people in different ways. So that would be my first tip. Well, on, on the subject of that, can I ask you a question? Yes. How have you dealt with this issue yourself because you're, you're you've gone through it i know yes we have um we both have and i know that where you're going with this because we have both deal with it very differently um i again uh deal with this issue and that's why i mentioned so strongly that comparing yourself to others because i really feel like that they're linked and i feel very strongly like they're linked because I've done it myself. And I think when you're comparing yourself to others, automatically you're relating back to how long has it taken that person? How long has it taken me? Why aren't I doing it faster? These are the sort of things that go through our heads. So for me, it is still an ongoing battle because of that habit that I have with comparing myself to other people. So it was an issue for me at the start, very much like you said, like when I first met you and you said to me, it's going to take you at least 12 months. It was not something I was shocked at because deep down I knew. The shocking thing to me was that someone actually told me. Wow, good point. So 
deep down, as you said, I think it was a great point that you made, where deep down I think we all know that that is the answer. This isn't groundbreaking someone, someone news. Someone else says something different. But we're just hoping that that person is going to come to us and say, nah, you've got it all wrong. You've just missed this one thing and it's going to be all perfect and you're going to be a completely different person in 28 days. Hmm. But it just no one is going to tell you that to you with hmm. any integrity because they would be lying. So generally speaking, some people might work in 28 days depending where they're coming from. But Generally not. Really? Really? <laughs> no. No. no, I'm lying. So it's not it's not going to happen that way. And I think that was the biggest thing in my experience was that, yes, deep down, I knew it was going to take me a long time. I knew I was going to make mistakes and I wasn't going to get it right and it was going to be a battle and it was going to be really hard work. And it has been, but I just never actually thought that someone would say that. Okay. To me. And that was my biggest thing. And in terms of how I still deal with it, it's more on the side of comparing myself to others where I still pick myself up sometimes in terms of I need to pull myself back and think it doesn't matter how long it's taken that person to do it because they're a different person to me. There's These different factors come into play. Um, and I know that you deal with it differently. So why don't you tell everyone how you deal with this issue? I don't think about it. Yes. So that's how we differ. <laughs> I don't think about it. To me, because when there's a process that's laid out and it's a process that you can sustain and that you have faith in and that you trust, which by the way, those two things can be pretty scary themselves. But when yeah. there's a process that you can trust, to me, it's like, you know what? I know this is going to work. Mm. Head down, bum up, just get it done. Let the thing play out. Mm. Let this process play out. Yeah. Because it's very easy to obsess every single day. Am I changing? Is this changing? Am I getting skinny? Am I getting fat again? I just don't think about it. Mm. I'm training hard. I'm moving my body regularly. I'm making very, very, very good food choices. How can that not work? Yeah. It does. Yeah. So that's also a lot of the advice I pass on to my clients with that is when the process is in place, just let this thing work. Yeah, let it let, let it ride let, out. It, let it take time. Let your body adjust. Which is the hardest thing. And I know for a lot of people listening, you're going to listen to Matt's personal experience and think, oh, yeah, that's me. I'm with you. And some of you will be listening and thinking, no, nah, I'm not there yet. And to be honest, I'm not there yet either, but I take – Matt's advice and try and I'm trying to implement that into my own day-to-day uh, -day life and that's why especially as well we don't recommend people do things like take photos of themselves every day or, or every week or weigh or, yourself every day or weigh yourself every day because yeah it it, it just it's huh. going to play with your head more than it's worth it well I'll tell you what on the subject of tips and advice we're giving to our listeners Get off the scales. Yeah, throw them away. I, I Unless say, they're food scales. Well, let's start by getting off them. Yeah. Uh, weigh, weighing yourself is only going to mess with your mind. So there's a tip I'm going to give you guys right now. Get off the scales. I, I can, can also just say, full transparency, the gym that Courtney and I own, we don't have scales in there. No, we also don't have a tape measure to measure people. We, we don't weigh our clients, no. which is... Different to virtually every other trainer in the world, mm. but to us, our clients' problems aren't 
the scales. No. The problems are what got them there in the first place. Mm. So let's deal with them, not focus on the number. So a big tip I'll give you guys is get off the scales because they're not your problem. No. Another tip that I like to give the guys and girls listening here is all the quick fixes that are out there, the the seven-day shreds, the 28-day programs, even 12-week programs, mm. I would be approaching them with the biggest grain of salt in the world. Yes. Because using common sense and knowing deep down what your own background is, you'll know if this is going to work for you or not. Yeah. And you know what? You've got, to, you've got to follow your common sense on this one. So these quick fixes that are out there, as tempting as they are, believe me, I know they're tempting. Yeah. Yeah, they're approach, massively tempting. Approach them with a grain of salt. Yep. Because the only generally what tends to lose the most amount of weight with these quick fixes is your bank account. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, we could go into a whole other episode about why certain quick fixes and detoxing and things like this don't work, but we don't have time for that now. But also, I think it's a case for us. I know for us, we could just as easily turn around and start selling quick fixes to people and make a lot of money in a short period of time. Oh, we've been approached about it. We don't have worry. been. Approached. Yes, we have. But guess what? There is there is obviously an ethics thing at play. But we also, I think, we need to be true and genuine to our own personal experiences because we, we haven't lost weight doing those. We haven't. And so, so it would be silly for us to turn around and, and and sell it in a way of saying, oh, look what I did. I lost all this weight with this product and, and you use it too and you'll lose weight too. It just it doesn't sit with us. It doesn't jive. It's, it's, it's not authentic. So we actually have well, – I'm not going to say we've lost clients because you don't lose clients you've never had, but there have been people that have decided not to work with us mm. because we said this is going to take – longer than you think and longer than you want. Definitely. You know what? I'm fine with that. If people don't want to work with us because we're being honest and saying you need a good 12 months, that's fine because they're not ready for what we do. No. And that's fine. Yeah. And for a lot of people, it's just often because they just weren't ready for it. They just weren't ready to commit to that sort of uh, to that sort of time frame. Yep. So... Another tip as well, uh, I think as well, to really speed this process up for you guys work with people oh yeah good tip that have been there done that and know what the hell they're doing that, that that's a, a, a discussion about support mm. but guess what if you've got people in your corner that are guiding you along taking you by the hand and leading you towards your destination it's going to be far more doable and actually speed the process up. And be realistic with you and honest with you. And- yep, but also show you and help guide you in a way that's going to help you avoid mistakes mm. in terms of wasting time doing things that aren't necessarily going to pay off. Yeah, and I think often as well when when I know when you said about we've lost people that have not wanted to work with us because we've told them it's going to take you at least 12 months, things like this. And I think sometimes when people aren't necessarily ready to make that commitment to change, they see things like that, conversations like that going in the way of, oh, well, you just want me to sign up for 12 months so you get 12 months of money from me. And You know we'd make more money (laughs) if we could change people in 28 days. I was just about to say. And I can sometimes for some people – 
because they're not ready, I don't take things like that personally. No, we don't, of we not. don't take it personally because we just know that that person just wasn't ready yet. And and we know if you're someone that's not ready to hear that, that sort of honest answer, like I said, you all deep down know that that's the answer, but you don't expect to hear it from someone. Mm. So sometimes it can be really confronting. And so it's easy to think, oh, they just want to take that personal trainer just wants to take my money. But remember that deep down, you know what the person you are talking to is saying to you is correct. You know that what they're saying is right. Deep down, you know. And remember that for us, especially, I don't know about other personal trainers out there, but for us, if if we had that quick fix, if we could change someone in 28 days. Oh, we would. We, like, God, we would. Like the amount of them before and after photos and we, things like that we would have. We'd start with ourselves. Like, oh my <laughs> gosh, we would make 10 times more yeah, money. So it's not, it's not about that. It's remember, it's about honesty and it's about being being open enough and sensible enough just to believe what deep down inside you know is true. And you touched on something that is I'm going to go okay, look, tangent warning. Okay, go I'm on. going I'm going off on a tangent. I'm moving here. away from the microphone. It's all yours. Oh no, stay stay nearby me <laughs> on this one. In terms of the the thought of oh, you bloody PTs just want me to pay for 12 months. We our business lives or dies not on people signing up for 12 months or six months or three years. Our business lives and dies on results. Yes. We need to be able to show results. Otherwise, who are we? We can't say we know what we're doing if we can't actually prove it. Mm. So to me, if I could get the results that we get with our clients in a month as opposed to six months, 12 months, 18 months, two years, believe me, I would. Thank you. Because we'd have more more happy people yes. and we'd be retired next week. Yes. So in terms of being fully transparent about this, it's not the people signing up for 12 months that gets us money. It's actually changing people and having results to show. Mm. So tangent over. So we want it to happen quicker as well. Oh, believe me. We want the results for, for all our clients as, as fast as they do. Yeah. We just through our own experience with ourselves and with our clients in the past, we just have to be realistic about this and be honest with people because mm. that's what it comes down to. And it, it, does it put some people off? Yeah, it does. Mm. But you know what? That's fine. And remember as well, the sort of changes you're looking for are the changes that you want to sustain long term. So that's why as well it takes a long time. Yeah. Because so you're sorry. changing. Sorry, you're just you're changing the habits that we mentioned. You're changing so many things that you've got to take it one step at a time. Because otherwise, then you fall back into that diet mentality of we just push as hard as we can for this twelve week or twenty eight day period, and then go back to normal. And then you go back to normal because you haven't really learnt anything. You haven't learnt about why you're eating certain foods when. You haven't learned about why you're exercising in a certain way. You haven't learned about what your worst habits are and how to change them. You haven't focused on any of these things. So that is, again, why it takes that long to do. So for you guys listening there at home or at the gym or out on your run or your bike ride or in the car going to work, the factors that we mentioned earlier, and we will put these in the show notes page um, at theweightlosspodcast.com so you can still have a bit of a checklist to go off. Take those factors into account when trying to answer this question yourself and then I recommend adding a bit more time onto that. 
it's always going to take longer than what we think. Mm. So just summarizing the tips that we give you guys, understand when it comes to asking yourself the question of how long will it take me to lose weight, it's going to take longer than you think. It's going to take longer than you want. Watch out for the quick fix solutions that are out there. If quick fixes worked, people would not ever need to do them more than once. Take into account the factors that we've met, mentioned in this episode and have on our show notes page in terms of answering your own question and work with people that have been there, done that, and know what the hell they are doing. Mm. What do you reckon? Perfect. Perfect summary. So we're going to leave it there. We are going to leave it there. We before emails. we d- oh, actually no, we will move on to emails. Yes, we'll move you on to emails. So what's our email address, Courtney? Our email address is podcast at theweightlosspodcast.com. You're all over it. And you can email your questions to that or you can private message them to us on Facebook. Would you like to read the I emails? I would actually. I was going to ask you if I could read them this week. So what you've got, there's two questions. Yes. Okay, we'll go, so this is a, a two-part question from Ellie. Thanks, Ellie, for sending in your two questions. So first question, what's the biggest hurdle you've found that people face when they decide to try and lose weight? Ladies first. No, I asked the question. Oh, okay. okay. What's the biggest hurdle? Well, that's, that's a fantastic that question. That people face. Ali, that's a fantastic question. I think it comes down, the big, actually the biggest hurdle would be, do they really want help? And are they really ready to change? Mm. Because it's, such, you, a, it's yeah. such a confronting process where you're basically taking your life and who you are and kind of turning it upside down. Well, because you've got to really look at what bad habits. It's a, it's a real eye-opener because you're really putting the magnifying glass on yourself. You you really got to it, – it's like walking up to the whiteboard in class and writing down what your worst habits in life are. What am I the worst at? And now we got to try to fix them. So that can be a massively confronting thing to do. So I would agree with that. I would agree that probably the biggest hurdle that people face across the board is having that that real commitment to do it. Yeah, being ready to basically make a change for the rest of their life. Mm. Because this permanent change that we talk about and we'll be talking about that we've gone through ourselves hasn't come from us being on the money for 12 weeks. It's us changing the way we do what we do. So changing our routines in terms of exercise, in terms of what we eat, Mm -hmm. changing for me, changing my sleeping patterns because I used to be a night owl. You know, Mm. go to bed at 3.30 in the morning, get Mm. up at 11 o'clock. For me, it's changing exercise, changing the way mm. I eat mm-hmm. and being more um, conscious of what I eat, like not just eating whatever the hell I want any time. Um, it's also, for me, it's been a massive um, thing to lower my stress levels. I'm massive stressor. Yes, and you are. I have always been a massive stressor, massive anxiety about things. And she so still is. For me, and I, I am. It's still a habit, but I am getting better at it. And that's the main thing. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, I never stress and I'm perfect. But <laughs> it's be about getting better at it. So, yep. so yeah, so, I reckon across the board, other people struggle with different things. Like but the, you, biggest, the biggest one, the biggest one I would think, be that. is yeah. that 
yeah, for me, it's just that are people truly ready to commit to change? Some people think they're ready and they try to oh, start it, and they're not. When it comes time for the rubber to meet the road, you find out what, what they're made people of. They're made of. But right. yeah, after that, then some people might be struggle more with the food or the exercise side. But yeah, if we're talking across the board, it would be it would be that. So question number two, with the fitness industry being so vast and varied in its approaches, what makes your systems or techniques unique and effective? What a great question. Great question. You want to go this it one first? It is so varied and vast. You are correct with its approaches. That's a very nice way of putting it. Uh, as we were just talking about with the rest of the podcast, there's a lot of noise in this industry, a lot of noise, and it's not going to go away anytime soon. So we, we sort of have to get used to that noise being there and we have to get used to being able to block it out. And that's what Matt and I try to do a lot. In terms of what makes our systems or techniques unique and effective, well, A, I think it, it makes our honest approach makes it unique for this industry. I know that that's uh, funny to say how honesty could be unique, but it is in this <laughs> industry. Uh, honesty that. in this industry is unique and I feel like that is one thing that sets us apart is that we are honest with with our our clients and anyone really not just our clients i mean you guys listening aren't all all our clients but we try to be honest with everybody that we talk to what makes us effective i think is the fact that this process not only looks at your exercise and what you're eating but it strips as matt said it's a whole lifestyle change so we're stripping it back, looking at habits, and we're looking at changing the habits, not just the outcome. So we're not just focusing on, hey, eat this, go and exercise like this, and do this. Well, you're going to do that for a certain period of time, and then what? Like, you're just going to go back to doing what you've always done. So instead of focusing on the result straight away, we're focusing on the process, which I think makes us uh, effective. I'm glad you answered it like that because I'm going to answer the question myself, but from more the approach of the methodology of what we do. I thought you might. That's why I answered so you've, the you've, way you've, I did. You've done very well, wife. You've done very well on that one. So in terms of what makes our systems or techniques unique and effective, well, there's more than one way to skin a cat. Mm. By that, I mean there are many ways out there that can work to help someone lose weight to change their body, change the way they look, change the way they do things. What makes our systems and techniques effective is that we can say, looking in someone's eyes, this will work. If they meet us halfway, follow our guidance and work with us and trust us, this will work with no side effects. So you look at it. If you're on a program that's going to strip a lot of weight off you in a short period of time, and believe me, we know how to do that. That's not hard to do with someone to strip off a stack of weight in a month. There's going to be a price to pay. It could be the price that you pay in terms of a rebound. Or it could be where, hey, great, I've just lost 20 kilos in a month, but I feel like shit. I've got no energy. I struggle getting out of bed in the morning. I crash at 2 p.m. in the afternoon. What's the point of being a good-looking, non-functional human being? There isn't. So what makes another part of what makes what we do effective is that we are going to address not just looking good, but feeling good and functioning good, being healthy inside and out. 
So I hope that sort of answers the question, uh, Ali, with with some clarity there. Mm, that it's was not really good. it's not that what we do is the only way that works, but what we can say is it one hundred percent does work for anyone that's willing to put in the work with us. Yes. And as Courtney said as well, we're real people just like everyone else. We don't try and pretend that, oh, we've got this all sussed out, we're perfect, we make no mistakes. No, we have screwed up everything to get to this point. We just learn from it. Mm. And we aren't afraid to show people what's behind the curtains in terms of, hey, we have our own personal struggles. We have had them. We still have them in some areas and we're far from perfect. But we can say to people with honesty and integrity, what we do will work and there'll be no side effects that come with it. Mm. I agree. Perfect answer. Thank you, Ellie, for your questions. Yeah, thanks, Ellie. Great question. that that clears it up for you and anyone else that might have uh, been thinking along those same lines. So we want to hear from you with your own experience on your journey so far. Mm-hmm. We'd also like to hear from you guys in terms of those factors that we consider with a person's estimated time frame of their journey. What are yours? Mm. What are you dealing with? How have you approached it? What's your experience with this? Email us at podcast at theweightlosspodcast.com. We also invite you to send any questions that you'd like us to answer on mm. another episode. Mm. We had one last time that was fantastic about ice cream. Yeah. What's your favorite ice cream? Yum, yum. What's your favorite ice cream? So we're going to sign off. You yes. guys go to theweightlosspodcast.com. There will be the show notes page accompanying this episode, which will be up by the time you are hearing this. So we will have in there some, well, the, the checklist for the factors that we consider with a person's weight loss journey. We might also put on there, I think, in terms of answering Ali's question mm. about our approach, we might put a link up there to our wall of fame yeah. part of our website, which will show the results we've had with ourselves and our clients. Because to me, well, really, if you if you talk the game, you should bring it. Yeah, absolutely. So we you know, feel free to have a look and get some inspiration from some people that we've worked with that are probably just like you at home listening to this mm. because when this process is is executed effectively, and I use the term effectively, not perfectly, people can change in ways that they can't possibly imagine. It's Everything can be changed. We very rarely use the word perfectly. No, because that's not... No. no. So we're, we're going to sign off on that. Wrapping it up. Hope this has helped, guys. We'd love to hear from you. So email Signing us or contact, contact us on the Facebook page. But for now, we are out of here. Over and out. Over and out. See you soon. Catch ya. Get more free tips, listen to previous episodes, and contact Matt and Courtney at theweightlosspodcast.com.